with Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Yes, it is. It's Film Reviews and Movie News with me, Stuart Pink. And he comes with more scars than Johnny Knoxville. And a disclaimer, to not try this at home, it's Mark Zibby. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, I'm very good. I, do you know, I genuinely thought you were going to say something else, actually. I, I wasn't expecting that. But uh, yes. yes. I, I'm, listen, I'm too old to be doing all of those stunts. To, well, do you know, having said that... Yeah. You would think that those guys are as well, wouldn't you? Guys and girls, sorry. You would think that they yes, would be. But um, I guess there's hope you for can take... us mid, you know, middle-aged people yet. Um, yeah, you could still be a rebel. It's all good, Absolutely, isn't it? absolutely. It just might take longer to recover. I think it might, yes, absolutely, <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll come to Jackass forever shortly because we're, we're going to review the... Uh, Film, documentary, whatever it is, I don't know what it is. Real life. Yeah, is it a documentary? Know. Is it a film? Who <laughs> knows? That's the, who knows? So we'll who, do that in a moment. Knows? But obviously you're super excited because there's a new Marvel movie out this week. Oh, massively excited. Yes. It's, yes. Feels like ages since the last one. It kind of well, it kind of does because obviously we had Eternals, which cinema uh, in the cinema was last year. We reviewed it obviously on DVD and Blu-ray earlier this year, so it has been a sort of you know. There's and been it was that, awful, so it didn't count. Well, it, <laughs> it was awful as well, wasn't it? We did say that <laughs> awful, yes. So yeah, there's been that sort of weird additional space in the normally you know you'd have a marvel movie and then you know a few months later there'd be another so we've had that additional space but um so now we have doctor strange in the multiverse of madness what have you seen you've seen the first doctor strange movie obviously oh yes i have i have right i've seen the um the series with one division which i feel may play into it okay in some way well you see that's good that's good uh i didn't see that at all i've only seen the, the first film um so oh. now we have obviously the sequel um this time dr stephen strange cast this forbidden spell that opens a doorway to the multiverse including alternate versions of himself whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined combined forces of Doctor Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff as well. As you said there, you know, uh, WandaVision. Uh, so she Head of a is... team, that. Yes, yes. Uh, do you know, I, I have to have ask this question of, what is it about Marvel movies that are meant to focus on one character, as in there's just one character mentioned in the title, and, and then they end up bringing loads more into the fray. Like they just go, do you know what? Let's just put loads more in. Loads, just keep it going. Keep it going. Because this film could have been called Doctor Strange and His Amazing Friends. There are <laughs> there are characters in here that are just in here for the sake of showing what a huge universe well, uh, maybe that, that should be multiverse, I guess. Um, Marvel, uh, ha yeah, yeah that, that Marvel have, really. You know, personally, I kind of thought far too many characters in this movie. And as such, oh, okay. one of the main ones, America Chavez, gets sidelined in the middle third. And really, this film seems to be so desperate to introduce her as a new Marvel character who is probably going to get her own film or TV show. I mean, if that's the case, do it straight off the bat. 
you know, get, just give us it straight away, like they've done with others in the past as well. This is weird. It, it it sort of messes around. It brings her in. It drops her out. It brings her back in again, which is a shame because I was quite invested in this character. I really liked her. I thought she was very good in it. Um, and I was kind of going, OK, right. So th- this is clearly going to be the new era for Marvel characters. And I'm really invested. I like this. And then it disappears. Okay, it's oh. all, yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. Now, onto the multiverse, okay, or lack of it, shall I say? Because early on, Doctor Strange and America Chavez fly through multiverses, and it you, like you sit there and you go, "Wow, look at all of these! This is amazing, fantastic, brilliant! Oh, I can't wait to explore these." Then after that, you're kind of left with about three multiverses in the film that it operates in, you know. So. You're, you're kind of. Yeah. I felt disappointed because it's going. Yes, the multiverse and whatever else in it. it gives not you a, that multi. It's not that multi. No, that's a good point. Um, um, it's like and, going to a buffet, but you only get three dishes to choose from. Yes, it's not really a buffet. Yes. Is it? <laughs> no, you, no. From <laughs> afar, main dessert, from afar, you can see them all. You go, wow, look at all of that. That's amazing. And then you get there, and they go, sorry, you can only have three. And you go, what? Yeah. What? Okay, right. It's actually, the only. Chinese, Italian, and a <laughs> barbecue. Yeah. The other issue with this is that everything is happening so quickly that you can't take it in. It's moving at lightning pace because otherwise, I think you would see that the entire film's premise is a bit flimsy, which it is, I'll be honest. The film, I think, needed to stop. It needed to allow the viewer to take a breath take it all in as what has happened so far but it doesn't instead it just keeps flying forward at this relentless pace i mean mm. it's, it's it's just mm. it's so quick this is the thing it's so quick and you're going oh, oh what happened it doesn't matter i'm on to the next thing and oh was that important i don't know what's going on here you know things like that <laughs> so yeah it is far too quick for its own good however when the film is good, it introduces a slight horror element to Doctor Strange's multiverse personalities. Now, I think oh, okay. now this has got to be because the film is directed by Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, who gave us one of the all time greatest horror movies ever in The Evil Dead, um, is now back behind the camera. I think it's been eight years since he's made a movie. And so he's doing this. And, you know, in the finale with the horror elements, there are touches of Evil Dead 3, a.k.a. Army of Darkness. I'm I'm a fan of that film. I know there's a lot of people who aren't. I'm a fan of that film. I really like it. And, you know, I like it in this one as well. That's the thing. I like the way that it's sort of, you just go, yes, a little bit of Sam Raimi here, a little bit. But at the same time, mm. I felt like there wasn't enough Sam Raimi in it. It felt like, you know, it it felt like he'd been hired, and they'd gone with hired Sam Raimi because we know that there are a certain generation of film fans who absolutely love his work. And then what they do is they go inject the Sam Raiminess into this film, but do it with one arm tied behind your back, basically. You know, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. But you can't go too horror because you're scared. I, I know, I know. But at the same time, I think certainly something like Doctor Strange, on its own, you know, if you see the first film, there's a lot of weirdness going on, and this film, obviously, mm, even yeah. more weirdness, multiverse, and whatever else. And you think, okay, this is kind of, 
it, it, I guess if you had the right director, you could veer it towards horror. You know, I mean, it's got madness in the title. So hiring Sam Raimi is great. But when you when you water him down, I just looked at it and thought, oh, it could have been so much better. It could have been so much more Raimi here. You know, that's the thing. And I mean, this is this film is the ultimate example of Marvel movies being made by a committee, really. And the thing is, that's not that's not anything apart from a fact. Other Marvel directors have said, yes, well, you know, we come in and we direct these, but actually it all has to go through the system to make sure it's all fitting into the Marvel multiverse yeah, plan. Bigger picture. Exactly. And I kind of mm. think if you're hiring these directors, you know, like Sam Raimi, like Chloe Zar, um, who are these alternate directors who, you know, five years ago wouldn't have got a look in at Marvel. You're hiring them because of the work that they've done previously. You know, Chloe Zar's uh, Nomadland, Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, or even Oz, The Great and the Powerful. You would hire these people because of that work that they've done. So when you turn around and you say, yes, we, we like what you do, but actually we just want you to water it all down and give us uh, <laughs> Sam Raimi light. This is what you get. And this is the annoyance for me is that, as I said, you can see bits and I'm going, this is great. This is great. It's leading to something. And then it doesn't lead to anything except for your standard Marvel finish, basically. So it's like a buffet and there's only a couple of options and they're actually not seasoned anything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good way of saying it, actually. Yes, absolutely. Um, The other thing. Now, me and you have spoken about this when we reviewed Eternals. The wavy hands, the Marvel wavy mm. hands. Okay, you know the. Oh, here we I'm go. I'm going to wave the hands, and the the shield or the <laughs> sword or the thing is going to come out, and whatever else. It, th- there was a lot I've in there. the hands, and nothing ever happens. Right. I don't know uh, what you well, do. you're you're not Keep a. Keep trying. Yeah, you're not a you know an ethereal being from Marvel. <laughs> so yes. Um, so obviously I said to you there's a lot in the Eternals. It does it a lot in the Eternals. If you think there's a lot yeah, in Eternals, wait until you see it in this one. It's all the time. There is more wavy, flappy hands in this than a traffic cop standing in Oxford Circus at rush hour <laughs> directing traffic. There's so much. It's it's relentless. I, I feel like it's the new unofficial Marvel signature move or something. It, it's like watching the YMCA video. It's, do you know what? It's not even that. That's the thing. It's it's not. I, I just. It needs to be done away oh. with. It needs to be done away with. It's absolutely ridiculous. And as soon as you yeah. notice it, you can't unnotice it. That's the issue. And I'm just like, oh, here we go again. They're going to wave the arms. They're flapping the hands. Yes, yes. There we go. It's just. It's too much. It's too much. It really oh. is. Bringing the strange to the Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh dear. Honestly, but look. Honestly, all joking aside. This is very lower tier MCU. It's, it's, it's a shame because I feel the first one was really good, The Doctor Strange. You see, I wasn't a huge well, fan of it. I just felt like it was trying to rip right, off Inception right. and then just didn't do that at all and then decided <laughs> it's going to... Yeah, no, I, I wasn't a fan of it at all. I'm not really a fan of the character. I don't really get him. That's the thing. Um, but this is lower tier MCU. It feels like... You know how several years ago we had a few MCU movies where people just went... Well, we didn't really need this movie. It just feels like it's a movie to introduce characters and to actually tease the next movie in the series. 
this is yeah. exactly what this movie is. It goes back to that where you sat there and you're going, okay, you brought in some new characters that clearly are going to be really important in later movies. What is actually happening in this movie, though? What's and this the, one about? Yeah, yeah, what is this one about? And the answer is it's got a few bits, but it is not a stop point. It is not its own movie. That's the issue with it. It's just another film to tell us, hey, there's another film coming and we're going to introduce these characters or there's another TV show that's going to, you know, (laughs) that's the issue with this film. I think I look, I didn't hate it. Okay. I didn't hate it. I just came away feeling quite underwhelmed about the entire thing. Oh, this is a shame. Do you think they're a bit of a victim of their own success, though, with so many characters and spin-offs and TV series to tie in, and it's all getting a little bit complicated now, isn't it? Can't yeah, keep up I, I do, and I think it is all... The issue is that everything has to fit into that Marvel style and that yeah. Marvel brand, which is everything has to be PG or 12A. Nothing more, no super violence, no lightheartedness and nothing. Uh, and also don't forget the sarcasm as well. You know, it feels very <laughs> much like you can't go outside of that box. Whereas if we look at the opposite side of the fence with the DC movies, yes, okay, it's it's either really good or really bad. But at the same time... <laughs> oh, no, don't go down Justice League. Yeah, too. exactly. At the same time, at least they're trying different things. That's the thing for me. They're going, we don't stick to a set blueprint. So we're trying different things with different... And that works. That's the thing. Whereas with Marvel, it's coming to a point now where it feels like a lot of people who invested a lot of time over the past, what is it, 12 years now, are going to get to a point where they go, yeah, it's all feeling a little bit samey. And that's part of the I wonder if maybe they'll be better off sticking with the series because... Loki and WandaVision, as a fan of the Marvel Universe, have been brilliant. Um, maybe that's the way they should go. Yeah, but think about the amount of money that these movies make. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you, you, see, down, you? you see, there you go. <laughs> Instantly, there you go. And also, there's something about seeing movies on the big screen as well, and there's also something about seeing you know, these types of movies on the big screen. And there's also something about seeing a new era of representation on there as well. I mean... you know disney do lack the forward thinking of representation on the big screen to be honest with you um it is in here there is um some really good representation in here um which is great but i'm sat there and i'm thinking well once again it feels a bit late in the day but hey at least (laughs) it's there so to answer to go back to answering your question They'll still do the TV shows. There's no two ways about it. They may do less of them, but it's it's the movies, first and foremost. It just brings in so much money for them. So if you could wave your hands in the air and make two hours and six minutes go faster and just watch the next film, you would? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Basically. Yes, yes, to be honest. And I, must, <laughs> oh. obviously, I know this is... I know people are going to say, well, yeah, obviously, but I have to point this out. There's two post-credit sequences in this. There's one mid-credit sequence, which you really have to stay for. And then there's one right at the end, which I think was absolutely brilliant, but only because I am a Sam Raimi and, won't spoil it, fan. Uh, Okay. uh, okay, So there's something right at the end for hardcore original Sam Raimi and uh, fans, which is great. I loved it. Okay, so this is in cinemas. This um, is in cinemas, yeah. Yeah. Not doing a whole Disney Plus streaming no, thing? No, none of one. that. No, no, just in cinemas. 
cool. Well, I will see it, and um, I'll take your advice in hand, and I'll wave my hands around. <laughs> Lots of wavy hands. See if I can yes. make it better. Yes, just on the fast forward. That's all it needs to be. <laughs> uh, speaking of wavy hands, what we got? Uh, <laughs> what we got next. I mean, so now on DVD and Blu-ray. We have Jackass Forever. Okay. Now, I was a huge fan of the TV show. I really did. Um, I like the movies as well. You know, they, they did three of them. One's great. Two's a bit, uh, three's brilliant. And after. I've never all... seen the films. I remember the TV shows. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Fine. Um, now we have a new film. But my question is how do you review a film like jackass forever and i have been (laughs) asking myself this since i've seen this and i saw this about i don't know six weeks ago i guess the answer here is i'm just going to tell the truth okay so this is a documentary i think it's riding down a hill (laughs) on a trolley (laughs) <laughs> with a too, rocket pack on I mean, back. that already <laughs> sounds dangerous for me, but for the Jackass team, that sounds like um, it Just sounds a, a bit too safe. Yes. So yeah. this is a documentary, I think, or classed as a feature film, I don't know, about people doing really dangerous and really stupid things, yet also really funny things as well. Um but that yeah, it's not a film, it's not a documentary. Maybe it's just a series of random clips where where the team try and inflict pain on themselves. I I know there's people out there who have no idea about this. And I know you're probably thinking, it, it just sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. And I get that if you've never seen the TV show or the previous films. However, l- let me tell you this. This is I'm going to call this a documentary for now on, okay? Just make it easier. Um, yeah, documentary of some strange people. <laughs> yes. Th- this documentary is what we need right now. Something insanely fun and stupid that we can lose ourselves in for 90 minutes and not be overwhelmed with the world outside. And that is what Jackass Forever brings to the table. So without telling you too much about things that are going on in it, I'll just tell you a few of the set pieces. Okay, well, not set pieces, a few of the stunts. So it opens with this huge action set piece where Godzilla is destroying a city And as he is spitting his stuff at the Jackass team, they fly through the air, they get blown up, they get set on fire and so much more. Then you realise that Godzilla is actually being played by one of the team in a very unique way. Uh, Right. (laughs) From that big opening, and it is big, it is really big, the documentary then goes on to doing random, weird painful, funny things like shooting someone out of a cannon dressed as an archangel and then getting them to land in water. Very pain, <laughs> very painfully. There is a okay. massive slip and slide. There is scorpion Botox. There is the bicycle oh. jumping over humans. There is firing footballs at high speed at other members of the team. There is, and this is my personal favourite, the massive hand slapping people. Okay, that's my favourite. <laughs> then there is what the what certainly Johnny Knoxville wanted to do, which is come full circle again, which is in the first movie, uh, the first stunt is him, <laughs> him trying to escape a raging bull. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen a clip of that. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. in this one, Johnny Knoxville decides to take on the bull. The problem is he's much older. 
Oh, oh dear. Oh it's, God. It's the type of stunt you want to look away from, but you really can't. <laughs> you can't look away. <laughs> and then you realise why the films, sorry, the documentaries and TV shows have this important warning at the start and at the end to tell you, do not try these stunts at home. These are done by professionals, well, sort of, um, and there are medics on hand to help. So that's the important yeah. message here is that it's Obviously, fun to watch. Don't do, this at home. don't do it at home. Yes, exactly. Look, God, no. look, here's the thing. Even people with trained professionals like you, Mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some stunts. He's in- put his shin pads on just for this review. I'll be honest. There are some stunts in here that I would do. Most of them are done by Chris Pontius. For me, Chris Pontius is the, is the best member of, of the team. I've got to be honest, but that's because he doesn't do yeah. these wild and crazy stunts. He does some. He, he does some much more. I don't want to say <laughs> serene stuff. That's the wrong word, but you know, things. It's okay. boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not boring. He just has a certain place in the team, and I'm like, I'm okay with that. That would be me. He wants to live. Yeah, fair he enough. He wants. Yes, fair that's enough. it. Yes, absolutely. So look. This isn't highbrow filmmaking, okay? It's not even lowbrow filmmaking. It's, <laughs> it's not going to get on. It's, it's not. It's but it's filmmaking on its own, and you know what? It works. It's just funny, and obviously very painful. Yeah. But it's but funny is kind of as I said, it's kind of what we need at the moment, and this documentary nails it perfectly. It's escapism of the finest, finest order. And I just had such a blast with it. And now I realise that... This, so this is on DVD and Blu-ray. And then at the end of the month, uh, we're going to get a series of outtakes that didn't make this film made into another film that's going to be streamed on Netflix. Oh, wow. The outtakes is what we're there for. So Jackass imagine? Forever point <laughs> five or whatever it is, basically. So we're going to have even more, which I'm super excited about. But look, this is great. I really like this. I really like it. Nice. So, Jackass Forever, where, where is it? So, it's on, on DVD Blu-ray. and Blu-ray. Those are the only places you can see it at the moment. Okay. And just to reiterate, it's an 18. And do not try this at home. It, it is an 18. And do not try the stunts at home. No, absolutely not. Um, no. <laughs> no. Excellent. What else you got for us, Mark? So, uh, I thought we should talk about um, a film that's... It, it caused a few waves, actually, when it got released in the US, uh, based on the fact that uh, it's a dark psychological drama. It's called The Novice. It's about a college freshman who joins her university's rowing team and undertakes an obsessive physical and psychological journey to make it to the top varsity boat, no matter what. Oh, okay. So basically, this is Black Swan in a rowing oh, boat. Yes. You know, um, I guess it is. Yeah, I mean, sorry to obviously you know reduce it to such basic wording, but that's what it is. So if you've seen Black Swan, then you'll know the beats of this film. I think my issue with this film is that I found Alex a very cut off person. She's the central character. I'm unsure if the film meant her to feel like that, but there is a sense that if you don't really, you, you know, that you don't really care how far down the rabbit hole she's willing to go when she is this emotionless and unresponsive. She's a very mm-hmm. cold lead character. And for me, that caused a problem because you aren't rooting for her initially. In fact, I, mm-hmm. I didn't really care for her. Then the psychotic behavior starts to appear and you instantly, I, well, I instantly began to hate her. Sure. 
that is part of the appeal of this type of character in this type of movie. But I think there has to be something else there to enjoy. You know, you you have to sort of enjoy bits of who she is or or, or you have to absolutely yeah. detest her. Instead, it's a bit of hating. It's a bit of uh, whatever, whatever. You know, uh. Uh, yeah. Not quite invested. In yeah. That. The other issue is that the further Alex pushes herself, the more the film tries to make it feel claustrophobic and quite frightening as to what she will do next. I just didn't feel any of that at all. I just kind of, it just felt like it was running over me without any tension or any fear. And I think the film is trying a bit too hard to make you feel the intensity. And as such, it comes across as, well, lacking, really. You know, and mm. it needs that tension in order to pull you into the fear that Alex is giving off. I found myself really underwhelmed time and again, to be honest with you. I don't think it helps that the cinematography is a sort of murky gray green i mean whether that's meant to be a reflection of the murky waters that the team's boat is in or the equally dark mindset that alex is starting to to find is yeah, overcoming her reflect her either way you can't see too much in this film it's not a nice <laughs> film to look at. Now, okay, oh, maybe I don't it's like that. Yeah, I know. Okay, maybe it's not meant to be a nice film to look at, but it did put me off a bit because of the color palette. I was you just, can't see it then. Uh, yeah, it sort of failed, yeah. As I said though, you know, these are probably stylistic choices. That's fine, but at the same mm. time, it, it just felt like it was already too dark. I think so. You know, going back to me saying, you know, this is Black Swan in a rowing boat. Is it as good as Black Swan? No, no, it's nowhere near as good as Black Swan. I mean, Black Swan is an impressive piece of That's work. A great film. Yeah, yeah, it is. It absolutely is. This is this is not a patch on that film or any or any of the other, you know, obsessive compulsive destruction movies that we we've had over the years. I think there's a point early on where this film kind of lost me. And from then on, I think it really struggled to pull me back into the central character and obviously the idea that she will do anything, absolutely anything to be that, uh, you know, to be that top in that top varsity boat. And that's that's where I lost it, yeah. I'm afraid. That's where it just did not get me at all. Oh. So you were, uh, went, wouldn't go overboard about the numbers? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> Oh dear. So where's this out? Is this so, this is on, so this is on streamer? digital download. It, it is in a few cinemas. It did get a cinema release a few weeks ago, but it's on digital download right now. So um, it's, it's available for all those places. In, if you're into rowing, is this going to be a film? I think, you know, that's a good question, actually. I think if you are into rowing, then it is worth a look. Yes. You know, anything yeah. that is in your wheelhouse is, is certainly worth a look. You know, it'd be like if there was... Um, Boathouse. Boathouse, sorry if this is anyone yes you know it would be like you deciding i'm not you know i'm going to watch king of comedy you know the scorsese movie because you're a comedian of course you would watch it it's like watching joker yeah. because there's comedic elements in it and you want to see how close it is to what you know through yeah. you working in that area so I, I think yeah if you're into rowing then maybe it's worth a look but if you're not there, there is a to me there was a real struggle here to get into it Oh. oh, well, we'll leave it uh, drifting around in the, the lake or wherever it is. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Mark, what you got for us next week? So next week, we're going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. 
Oh, again. Again, yeah, uh, yeah, again. No, that's everything, so, everything here, all of us. <laughs> so this is a new film starring Michelle Yeoh, who people will obviously know from uh, Shang Chi and being a Bond girl back in the oh, day, and yes. before that she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So this is an action movie, everything, everywhere, nice. all at once, and that is all wording, uh, no commas in there, by the way, for uh, anybody who's into. Of course, don't waste time on them. No, exactly. Then on yeah. DVD and Blu-ray, we're going to be talking about the new Tom Holland movie, Uncharted. Uh, which is obviously based oh. on the computer game. And then for the podcast, we will be talking about an Australian movie called The Drover's Wife, um, which is, uh, uh, I think it's based on a true story, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, so uh, quite an eclectic week next week. An eclectic mix, as always. Mark, marvellous. Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing your videos of your trained professional um, attempts at... Uh, stunts <laughs> trust me i'm going uh, nowhere near anything like that i think going up and down the stairs is good. about my uh my lot i think personally i'll stick to waving my hands around pretending i'm dr strange oh it's more my bag oh, oh i can see oh you're doing it now stop it you're annoying me already i've got to go now film reviews and movie news with Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Thanks for listening to Film Reviews and Movie News. We've been doing this little podcast for years now. Mark has watched and expertly reviewed hundreds of films, and I've made hundreds of terrible jokes. They're all available to listen to again if you subscribe to the Film Reviews and Movie News podcast. It's freely available wherever you get your podcasts from, or you can find all the latest episodes and everything else I do online at stuartpink.com.